All right, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to or the podcast slash YouTube channel. Call it what you want. My name is Shrey. I am DJ Rugrat. And uh, this is basically a podcast, uh, a YouTube series, if you like, um, just to demonstrate our wedding experience or the wedding experience through a DJ's eyes. That's right. We're here to educate you. <laughs> as you can see, professional as ever. We've gone for the... Well, you got there. Uh, I've got an uh, old-fashioned cocktail. So uh, we are at Kanishka in Mayfair. So yes. we're actually doing our Christmas party here after. So it worked out really well. Very convenient, I would convenient, say. Yeah. And... Um, Trey being the DJ that he is, he's basically made me have a drink, literally. I mean, bro, it's, it's, it's four o'clock in the afternoon. I think it's acceptable. That's all right, yeah. If I was here on time, then it would be unacceptable. He, he was only one hour late, so. One hour late, that's, I mean, I'm never late for weddings, by the way. That's Everyone. the main thing. You can be late for clubs, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. And you can get away with it to some capacity and exactly. the DJ will play before you. So the idea with is to basically discuss certain aspects of weddings or our whole wedding experience. Uh, from civils to ceremonies to first dance songs to all of that kind of thing, um, one episode at a time. So today, what, what, what are we talking about today? I think we've got quite a few topics. And I think, um, actually, the, the one I would like to touch on first is, um, is how do you deal with uh, the one last song kind of approach to things? One like, last song. Because for okay. me as a DJ, perhaps it's probably, probably one of the hardest parts of the evening that I dread the most. Um, all right, so talk me through it. It's, uh, let's say the venue closed at 12, it's 11.45. What's your what's in your head? So I, I I tell all my bride and grooms all the time, please let me know the last three songs for the evening. So, oh, so you I, give them the choice. I give them a choice. That I want them to know when we're going to finish, but I also let them know at twelve forty-five, give or take. If mm. you, for example, twelve forty-five, if it's a one o'clock finish, I will start making an announcement that the next song is the last song. Do you see how we delayed it by an hour already? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I will say the next song is the last song, um, but I let the bride. So and at quarter two, know. you're saying one more song. One more song. Okay. So then I can allow them to say. One more song because if I don't allow that opportunity and I finish on time you. at one o'clock, you're hated. I'm I'm basically verbally get I get verbal abuse. Yeah, we get, you have to people get aggressive. Yeah, you have to leave. And the then venue. you got the venue yeah. staff and the security standing there watching you, not getting involved, saying yeah. you know your contract signed with us. You're meant to finish. Yeah, at the, this is the thing. People time. always come over and they're like, oh, we'll pay you a hundred pounds or here's twenty pounds. We can play another song. And it's like, I would love to take your money. I really, would. <laughs> I really would. Cause that's like uber home or whatever yeah but i can't because a we're contracted to a venue and b the bride and groom essentially would have to pay a fine if they ex if they exceeded the time that they were they were contracted to the venue as well um so it's not really in our power no it's not I agree. and essentially they could cut the power off literally pull the plug Do you know what i think i've heard horrendous stories from from other companies that have been blacklisted from venues because they're not finishing on time yeah. because they've had to switch off the plug but when you can end the night nicely, yeah, and you kind of you end the night because what what really is um it, it can be quite frustrating when you have people in the audience requesting a, a specific song, and we've kind of told them we, we we've been requested to play a set song, we've we've gone through this with the bride and groom yeah. right because the whole yeah. process is about the bride and yeah, groom yeah exactly and someone wants to hear another song that kind of doesn't go people sometimes again I, I never understood this concept right people want to end on a hype. Or drum and bass track or garage track right at the yeah, end. I don't get that either. When you want to involve your families, like for me, I I like ending on Bob Marley. If anyone ever asked me, what what song, what's the best song to play as a finishing song is Bob Marley. The so most I overplayed is do, Wonderwall. Uh, yeah, One Love. Well, One Love as in Bob Marley, but the yeah. most overplayed one is Wonderwall. Wonderwall, yeah, okay, yeah. Wonderwall's a bit boring now, isn't it? I, I mean, like it. I still like it. Dancing to be in fair. the moonlight, you know. Dancing in the moonlight, yeah. To be honest, the one what I do. 
kind of similar. I do ask the bride and groom, um, but then, so I'll play their three tracks at say 22 or quarter two, I'll play their three tracks. And then it's that time for one more song when there's about five, six minutes to go. That's when I'll play One Love by Bob Marley. And then that's only two minutes, 40 something. So it's three yeah. minutes long, right? So there's still two minutes left. So I will either, depending on the crowd, I'll either end on Ye Dosti, because that works quite well. Yeah. If it's a more of a Bollywood crowd. But if it's more of a Western uh, you know, crowd, then I'll usually go for Craig David, Seven Days, right at the end. Interesting. Seven Always. Days, yeah? Everyone loves yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, it's, what do you do after you finish? I just go outside. Do you? <laughs> I literally, I, I play I actually, it. I try <laughs> to do that. You know yeah. what? I used to got, I got in the habit of saying, yep, this is the last song. You know, thank you guys. Uh, make some noise for the Biden group. And then I try to make an exit so that I don't get shouted at. Yeah. And that, that doesn't play a factor. No, I leave, I leave the boys that are doing the lights or whatever. I leave them with the decks. I told them this is the failure. You leave them for the abuse. Yeah, you... I'm, like, I'm out. I'm gone. And I'll come back 10 minutes later and give my hand or whatever. But yeah, I just you know what? disappear for 10 minutes. I've actually, I've actually left and come back to find someone else on my laptop playing trying the song. To song. To, yeah, trying yeah. to find songs and things like but that. But actually, I do say to the venues, I always say to them at 10-2, I need one security next to me and I need the lights on. Otherwise, no one's going to leave. Yeah. I, I tell every venue, any manager or who, if, if there's a caterer in charge, I'll tell all of them, I need one person from the venue, I need the lights on 10 minutes to go. Yeah. Because, not because I want to end the party, it's because if you turn the lights on at two minutes too, no one's going to leave and the bride and groom end up yeah. getting fined. What I don't understand is, why do people think it's acceptable to, to basically say, keep playing, when you know your contract is ending at a certain time with the venue, it's like I don't go to someone's job and say, "Listen, just carry on playing." Yeah, like you don't fun. go to watch a football match and say to Ronaldo, "Like, oh, can you do another half hour?" It's like as much as, <laughs> as, much as you mentioned it, like, it's not a problem about playing the music or, or extending time. No, or if being we were booked till three a.m., we'll play until three. We'll, we'll charge <laughs> you whatever it is, and we'll play till three a.m. No worries. But the reality, London venues, especially yeah, majority London. of them. Are likely to finish at 12. Do you know, that's if you're so lucky, mad. if you're lucky, one or two. Bro, this is so mad, yeah. So this, obviously, since July 19th, we've been back from uh, the pandemic and stuff. It was July 19th, wasn't it? The first day, I think it was. How the hell do you remember that day? <laughs> Bro, I was waiting for it like a. I, I thought you said we're not allowed to say pandemic and COVID in this podcast. I did. I, I said COVID, but you said it. Man. I said pandemic. You said problematic. <laughs> I said podcast. In podcast. the first take, I said podcast. podcast. <laughs> and what I'll say is, so since July 19th, we've had. Uh, a bunch of weddings not as you know it's, it's been mad but I'd say the, the I don't know 15-20 weddings that I've done this side of that that date they've majority finished at 11.30 yeah I don't know if that's just coincidence or have you noticed that the timing is getting well, earlier some, for some time but that's because a lot of them are midweek right a lot of the midweek venues like because naturally with the whole back end of what's happened with the pandemic so what I've noticed is a lot of the weddings have been midweek and when you've got a midweek venue they tend to finish earlier you don't tend to get the later licenses with them, but I, I remember one of the bookings you was at finished at like three or four in the morning. Yeah, that was really messy. Uh, that, was, that was in the house. Okay, that was in the house, was it? So you know what? Yeah, I have to say I've done about I think I've done about twenty weddings since that um, since our day of freedom, whatever, right? And it's now what mid? It's early, oh, it's first December. December. Jesus Christ, man! Um, someone's on the phone. This is the joys of being in a restaurant. <laughs> um, so basically. <laughs> Um, these house, I, it was, I live in Northwest London and I had a, a Saturday and a Sunday, which was a bank holiday, both of them at house. One was in Northwood and one was in Stanmore. And I was like, this is so weird. Like they're both next to each other. 
on the same weekend and I live next door to both of them. It was so random. And they both finished at three in the morning. And they were both, I hate to say it because the other couple, like, I loved everyone. Every single wedding that I'd done was incredible. I'd done a destination one, which was amazing as well. But those two were the best. Yeah. I think that's because it went on so late. And obviously by about one, two, everyone was completely smashed. And it was just a vibe. And it was yeah. very Western towards the end. Started off with Bollywood. I played a bit of Motown. Like, you can play everything when you have that you much time. You've got time. Because if you finish at three, it's the same thing. Like, some of the parties I've done yeah. this year that have gone on until three, I've, I think I've got a lot more positive feedback. People got to have the opportunity to party for longer with, with more genres of music. Um, and, and again, the only, the only downside to that is people get too drunk. And then... What I find in some of the venues I'm at is there's not enough security. And there's maybe... In a house not party. Just, in a house party or, or some of the venues. Cause when I say house party, I mean wedding at a house. Wedding at a house, which has been popular this Or year. even Mendy Nights or whatever. Yeah. And it's only like one or two people that are, are like quite over, the, over that limit. And you're kind of standing there trying your best to entertain the crowd. And you've got one person just saying something completely different. Yeah. Like trying to, someone's like, trying to hear oh, something you don't feel said, You know, you have to close at 2.30 and then the bride and groom come over, they're like, hey, you're going till three. And the bridesmaid come over and say, oh, we've got a noise complaint. And then someone's like, oh, the police outside. It's like, oh my God, can I play or not? <laughs> Literally, all you want to do is be, be left alone yeah. to play <laughs> yeah, and exactly. do what you need to do and be told, look, this is the time you're playing until you finish at three, then it's fine. But sometimes, like with Destination Wedding, they don't tell you what time you finish. They say you can keep playing. Yeah. And it's like, that's, that's fine. But how do you structure it as well as you'd like to? But more important, how do you factor it all in? Because this is the it's, thing. It's, it's standing up, playing music is training at times. I think that, like, we'll, older, we'll touch on... Um, getting old. What do you say? I'm saying that and I'm, I'm starting thinking that it must be my age factor. I hope you... Do you have the same struggle? No, I do. You know what? I said to you the other day, I was like, bro, I can't do a a longer set than two, 2.5 hours at a wedding. I can't do it. Not because of fatigue or being tired. I'm just like, it's a wedding. You've got a three-year-old and you've got a 95-year-old and you've got everything in between. And then you've got people that hate Bollywood, people that love Bollywood, people that love Bangla, people that hate Bangla. You've got all these different, and you've got the, you know, the middle-aged people that want the Motown, the old school stuff. And, and you're just like, okay, you have so much to play, but it's, that doesn't mean that everyone will be on the dance floor the whole time. So to keep everyone on the dance floor, you have to play those generic songs that yeah. everyone knows to keep everyone on the dance floor the whole time. And I don't think you can do that for more than two, two and a half hours max. I think, you know, two and a half hours, I say is actually a really good time frame. Um, I always say that. It's like, as in a minimum. I always say, like, when I look at running orders and I'm factoring in things and Brian and Google ask me any questions, I would always say, for a really good party, you need a minimum of two hours of partying. And then that is, that's kind of enough, but you know, anything less than that, really, that, last, that yeah, whole that's... one last song, if you do a party for a DJ set for one hour at a wedding reception, you will be shouted at for one last song. Because if things yeah. overplay, just when the party kind of starts and the guests are into it, yeah. you're kind of finishing the party. Well, that's the thing, yeah, exactly. What I always say to people like, or brides and, you know, brides and grooms to be, I always say, um, look, if you go to a nightclub, you're going to get there around 11, 11.30. You're going to leave around two. So that's really three hours, right? And then if you leave to go to the smoking area or to the bar, you're really only dancing for two hours max if you go to a nightclub. And so why is it different for a wedding? Like two, two and a half hours is plenty of time, I think. You say minimum two hours. I think that's two and a half hours is plenty of time. It's the right amount of time. Yeah, I, I guess so. But I guess that whole time factor but, into it really affects how the night ends. Yeah. And I think that, that's, mm. that's it, exactly. So that like, you touched on it earlier, like, a lot of DJs like to end on 
hype. But I just don't get that. No, I, I don't get it. I don't get it either. No, because how do you how do you end the party playing like one of the biggest songs and then right. be like, all right, cool, everybody go home. I've seen people Thank you. Last <laughs> song turned down for what? And I'm like, how have you done? Do that? you know what a really good way to end the night is? In my opinion, perhaps the best way to end the night is have a food truck outside with food and say, look, idea, this yeah. is the end of the evening. For us, as a as a, as a kind of the best way for us to end the night, if we can say let the music stop, doesn't <clears throat> yeah. mean that the whole party has to stop. There's food outside, and if I try my best to find out if anyone's having an after party, and I can just simply say let there's an after party, and if it's at a hotel and the hotel has a bar that's open, yeah, or one of the they've got one of the suites, they're doing a drink, a drink yeah. up in there, whatever. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Even the that's other day, I was in um, I was in Leicester, and um, we we done a wedding there that finished about I think 12:30. We were right in Leicester city centre. And as a result of us being right in the center, there were so many bars and clubs and stuff open until four o'clock. So it was good on that front because yeah, they got the opportunity what to go. What time did you finish? Well, we finished at 12.30 and then we went to a bar and that, and that bar closed at four. Oh, you went to the bar as well? I went to the bar as well, <laughs> yeah. That's, you know what? I, I do like partying with the Brian and group. I do like that, like having a drink with them, whatever. Right, I think that's the whole relationship that you have with the Brian and group from, from when they've booked you till like, I still speak to a lot of bride and grooms that I've done four or five years ago. Like, I know one particular client I speak to, I'm going to say their name, Hina and Kalesh, right? I have, so he's a massive Liverpool fan like me. But I did his wedding, I think it was September 2017 or 2018. And I'll still, it's 2021 now, I'll still go to watch games with him to the pub. I'll go to the pub, watch a game with him. Still to this day, but that's what I'm saying. It's, yeah. it's good because it's the same and, thing. And the missus comes as well, yeah. He and I think you know what, saying that it's, it's a lot of dealers I know that are on a, on a similar basis. I think yeah. when you're kind of part of that big journey with yeah. them, you're going through the running, that's the, the biggest running day of their playlist, life, etc. Yeah, maybe, maybe his was Champions League final, but you know, <laughs> probably the biggest day of his life. And I guess we also find that we play for a lot of this similar friend circles. Like, I know with me, yeah. a lot of the weddings I do, um, a lot of them. A lot of the guests that I tend to yeah. see are, yeah, yeah, are yeah. friends of each other. Yeah, exactly. You see a lot of the same yeah. brides. And, yeah, but yeah, it, it helps. Sense. It helps with the whole chemistry. You don't feel like an absolute stranger when you're walking into the wedding reception. But you do feel like you have to change your setup a bit. You've got to change your setup a bit. Well, how like, much do they remember? Though? That's, that's, that's the reality. Because like, if you're playing like, I don't know. If we play the exact many, same set at every single yeah, wedding. <laughs> you got to change it up, man. You have to. I, I don't know how many songs do you get through. Do you even know? Not, not really. 150. No. I, I would have know. thought somewhere around that. Yeah. I, yeah, I need to, I sometimes, at the end of the month, I'll just review what I've been playing, like, mm. and I'll kind of try and average it out, like, what have I played the most, you know, because you can do that on Serato, you right. can see what you've played. Um, so I'll check what I've played a lot, and I'll try not to play that song yeah. at the next wedding, or, or try and wait a few weddings till I play again. Cause you know what, yeah, that's, that's interesting, because I mean, for me, I think the main thing that really varies in most of my sets is more so the background music that I tend to play. Depending on the style so of it, but I think the party side of things like, that kind of is is easier. Like, but the background music, I have much more fun playing than that yeah, party. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know what? Actually, funny you say that. So on Saturday we had uh, a dance company come in to do a, a few performances, and I knew them from other gigs and stuff. So uh, they came to the DJ booth. So there was there was two girls, two guys, which I know very well from um, previous gigs, and then I had my my two guys with me. And we're all having a drink, like, I think it was the mains or, yeah, I think, actually, you know what, it was desserts. And I, we're having a drink and desserts or, or the end of mains slash desserts is when I usually play, like, the bangers during the background. Like, as in, the background selection I have 
the best ones out of that. I'm not saying bangers that I've done a dance, but I'm saying the best background songs I'd have. And I was playing it, and you just notice people like nodding their head and singing along, and a couple of guys and girls got up, and the dancers were like, what is this playlist? We need to get it. And like, I was like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. So I think background is key. Like Background is so important you know what? To, to set the vibe. I, I agree if you think about it. Like you said, right? If you've got two and a half hours of the party set, give or take, you've got over two and a half hours where the guests are going to be kind of having dinner starters mm. um, and, and kind of, you're kind of building up that vibe. And I think from the get-go, once people are walking into the room and you set the tone with the music yeah. and you're playing song that they know, like whether it be, I don't know, if it's an R&B fan and you're, here, you're playing like Genuine or yeah. Casey and Jojo or something during yeah, yeah. dinner or something along those lines, you can see on the tables. You can see their reaction when you know what kind of age range they are. Yeah. Um, I think collectively we've shared each other's background stuff. Like, I, I feel like it's unbeatable, bro. I, I can tell you, I think, honestly speaking, we have, we the, have best the best background music in the world. <laughs> literally. <laughs> in the world. Like, every time I go anywhere, if I go to a restaurant, if I go to a hotel, wherever I am, I'll always pay attention and listen to the music. Yeah. Um, and even then, I think the playlist we've accumulated or bro, created is People phenomenal. come up to me every single time. Like, at least, at least one person will come up to me and say, what was that playlist? I bet you play a lot of Michael Jackson in your playlist. Though. Yeah, of course, obviously. No, I, do you know what? So I've got um, acoustics, I've got instrumentals, yeah. I've got um, jazz versions of certain big tracks, but they're all well-known songs. And it's, it, take, it might, like, as a, as a non-DJ, as a regular guest, you might be like, oh, no, I know this song, like, I've heard it somewhere. And then you realise, oh, it's, uh, you know, hot in here, whatever. It's a cover, yeah. 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 And you're like, oh, yeah. And then you start nodding your head and then the DJ's looking at you and you're like, yeah, like, this is working. Mm. And then they're ready to dance. If you have some dead background music or you're playing like, you said Michael Jackson, if you're playing like Liberian Girl by Michael Jackson background music, that was 20 years ago. Now you've got to play like Drake. Drake. But I've got some good covers yeah, of Drake. Yeah, yeah, I think you yeah. sent me some. I think Hotline Bling and Hold yeah, On, You're Coming bling. Home and all that stuff. Hold On, We're Going Home rather. But yeah, I think background is key, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Definitely the most important part of the whole vibe is background music. You're so I always stress that to wise and group. Always, always, always. No, indeed, indeed. Interesting because like, you know, what, what we what we start off with the conversation with initially from the beginning of the podcast is um how do we go about dealing with the last songs and we're now discussing the background <laughs> songs as kind of how important they are and how important it is to end on such a good note, right? Yeah, there you go. Because that's how an event should start. It should start kind of the momentum builds up. Yeah. You have your peak set and then the momentum comes down and the guests can kind of well, this, but this starts the, the second they come in when there's a, a drinks reception. I always suggest having like a live instrument, like a, whether it's guitar or piano or sax or violin, whatever, or steel pans even. I will try, so they will do the drinks reception. And then when the guests walk into the main room, I will try and play background music that has the same instrument. So like, because we have the collection of all of those main yeah. instruments that people use. I'll try and play like half an hour of the same. So like, even if it's steel pans outside, when they walk in, I'll put steel pan covers on. Just no, so it's, it's, the same it's funny you say that because I was, I was just thinking of a conversation I had with a saxophone player, right? And the saxophone player was saying to me, he goes, what's the song that I'm going to be playing um, as the guests are walking in? Or what song am I playing for the bride and groom entrance song? And the songs that always get picked for most saxophone players, for example, is a song that has saxophone yeah. already on there. So <laughs> yeah. he's like, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to mime it? Like, am I meant to play saxophone over a song that's got saxophone? I can yeah. never match the exact Jubel. notes of it. Jubel, always. Jubel, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's, it's interesting because I was thinking about that. I was like, it's true. Like, why are you book? Why would you book a saxophone player but know. tell him to play over a song that's got saxophone already on there? Well, I used to play violin, yeah, and 
I was so bad at it. And then, like, I never, I, I got to like grade three or something, but I realized what I missed out on when I learned the instrument was that you can play hip hop, you can play R&B. And that's what these musicians are doing now. And it's so sick. Like, no, yeah, you're right. Some really of these cool. musicians are really good, but you also get some of the music. I tell you what's really frustrating when, when you're seeing it. So if a musician comes and they've got their playlist and it's on a phone and they're playing their song off the phone, but it's not like kind of mixed. It's just one song plays and then it ends. Like there's like a three second gap between the, the intro to the next song. And it's like, it's a bit of a vibe kill. I think sometimes, but that's from a DJ perspective. Well, I was going to say, say that as a DJ, so when you're doing your background, you don't have any silence. Never. Okay, interesting. I do. Oh, is it? Yeah, I do. I can't say, I don't have gaps in between anything. I wouldn't say silence, but like, it's like, it, they overlap the end. Then you can hear knives and forks. Well, I guess yeah. they're having dinner. Even in restaurants. If I go to restaurants sometimes yeah. and I go there and, uh, and there's no music playing, I get really frustrated because all I hear is People knives and forks. And and yeah, I get that. But it'll be like one song ends, like, and then they're all covers. So like, I feel like you can't really, I suppose you can mix covers. You can, it can be done, but it's... You can mix it in such a way where it's not necessarily blended as such, but it's kind of a transition between one song, one song to the song other. To the other yeah, for yeah, me yeah. anyway, like I was saying, for me, I quite, I enjoy that section. It's that kind of like downtime. It's like quite, after the whole... Because you know there's that button. Setup, Sorry, carry on, carry on. No, I was just going to say, like, when you're sort of at a, at a venue, you've done all the setup, etc., everything more or less in place, I can kind of zone out more so towards the background music because it doesn't feel so intense. Because then after that, when the party starts itself, and you've got the photographers with their flashlights, usually just directed Bro, straight in our faces. That, and then, don't get me started. Ask any video or photographer that I've worked with in the last how many years, I always say to them, are you going to have flash on the dance floors? And they all say yes. And I'm like, okay, how long for? And they're like, till the end or, you know, half an hour to then. I'm like, the way I say it is, I get it. You need to get your shots and your video. I I, I totally understand that. And Sean here is probably thinking Sean's probably questioning yeah, yeah. right now. Sean what camera, are you guys going to say? Yeah, I get it. You need to get your, your footage and your shots, of course. But like, I always flip it. I said, would you dance at a wedding if I put a flash in your face? It's a floodlight right there. Yeah. On, would on you four dance? corners of the dance floor. <laughs> would you dance? Like, imagine this. Imagine what I don't I don't understand, right? It's we've discussed the whole package with the bride and groom. We've created ambient lighting. We've we've got up lighting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got all of the lighting in motion. Yeah. And then we're washed with floodlights yeah. on every corner of the dance floor. <clears throat> and sometimes from the beginning to the end of the evening. And it's sort of like again, I I understand the importance of it, but sometimes that can't I mean, I don't, know. I don't know anything about cameras. Like, can't they just use a flash? I don't know. Or, or like one of them things that they can carry around. I don't know. Well, how, some of them know. do. You know what? Some of them just some film, them right? And kind of just capture the moment. And it's not so staged. Or they don't encourage people to pretend to do anything. Pretend to have fun. Or anything along those lines, right? It's sort of like, just let them do what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let their hair down. And I have clients that say to me, do you know what? All I want to do is have a rave. Straight after the first dance, I want it to really be a big party. What's your advice? My advice is let like create the ambience within the room. So like make it as dark as possible where possible. Just briefly, I would I always say to venue managers or, or caterers who are in charge of the house lights, I always say first dance, dim everything. As soon as it's done, everything off, leave my lights on, that's it. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. think after the first dance Why do you need house lights on? You don't need them on. No, sometimes even even when guests walk into some of the rooms, you've got chandeliers on, then you've got uplights on, then you've got the moving headlights. So no, sometimes you don't enough. need it. If you've you got yeah. production lighting, you've got a lot of the lighting already in motion. I you think chandeliers are fine for dinner and our lights. That's it. So do you feel like you need to drink at weddings or 
No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> the I way wouldn't, you pause. <laughs> I wouldn't say that I would need to drink at weddings. I think um, at times it does help because sometimes I, I get a lot of anxiety when I play, and or sometimes I kind of feel like I'm disrespecting someone by not accepting their drink, and then sometimes I'm forced. Well, like to someone drink. asks you, like, do you want a drink? Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I definitely think that. Especially that, if, that's you, like, if you've done their wedding, like this, this a guest who of of the bride and yeah. groom who you've done their wedding, and they're like, oh, have a drink with us. A lot of mixed reviews, basically. No, because some that. DJs will abuse it. And drink too much, and then they don't know what they're doing. Some DJs will say, "I'm not having a sip," and then they're too like and, stiff and, with it. Like, they're and, too, and, like, and the interesting I mean? thing is, flow. what it all comes down to again is how a DJ tends to end the night on the one last song. Because what I notice, mm. if I'm at another wedding, for example, um, and, and and I know a lot of other DJs, some of them drink, some of them don't drink. But when it comes down to sort of finishing, they kind of treat it in a very sort of structured approach. Right? It's like, all right, cool. I start at this time, finish at this time. That's that. Whereas other DJs are kind of like, you know, sometimes encouraging the last song. Oh, you want one more song? You want one more song? Shout my name, yeah. all of that. And then I'll play one more song, right? And some of them do that on like after the finishing time. Now, I'm scared. Yeah. I tell you the truth. I don't like finishing after a set time because I know the backlash of what's happened in the past. In, when I, in my earlier stages, um, the kind of response that we've had from venues, people that got upset on the basis of that. So I know from the business perspective, it's a bad idea for us to attempt to finish any later mm. than the finishing time. But I do, I do wish people just respected that and kind of said, cool, look guys, you finish I, at I one, finish. I, I get that and I know what you're saying, like we're booked till one or 12 or 11, whatever it is, and that's, that's it. That is, it's not in our hands. Like we said at the beginning of the podcast, it's not in our hands. It's literally not like they will pull the plug out of the wall. Like it's not to do with us. But I think... The whole one more song thing is just an Asian wedding thing. It's, it's gonna happen. Yeah, but don't you don't you find it very disrespectful? Or do you encourage it? Are you one of the people on the dance floor shouting one more song when you go to a wedding? Yeah. If I'm well, if I'm attending, I want to be drunk. So yeah, I'm like. Ah, yeah, I'm not. I'm the opposite. Yeah. If I see that, I'm like sort of like I, I I kind of feel sorry for him, and I, I don't I, feel sorry. I don't get involved though. To be honest with you, I wouldn't. Yeah, get involved, this is the thing. As a, as a DJ, you don't want to get involved with another DJ. That that is disrespectful. Yeah. But that's coming from a DJ. If I was just a guest, which technically I am on that day. No one knows me as DJ Shrey. I'm just Shrey that day, at the, you know, at someone's wedding. I want another song. <laughs> like, I want another song. I'm, I'm drunk. Like, everyone's drunk. We want another song. But then this is the thing, right? So if you're drinking, that's fine. But don't get, don't exceed your limit. No, I that's agree. That's what I would say. Because I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm I just end up shouting on the mic and making mistakes and whatever. Like, a lot of DJs are better DJs when they're drunk, for sure. When I say drunk, I don't mean... Off their face, yeah. I mean, like three, four, five doubles. That's that's cool. Like that's enough. <laughs> I'm from three to five. <laughs> three, three to five, four, shit. five. Well, three, four, I have five. two doubles if I'm driving. Two doubles early, and then I'm good to drive. Other than that, I'll have like four, five, and then I'm good. Yeah, no, I mean, sometimes it's, I guess it's kind of based on the on the vibe, but and who it is. Like it might be your best mate's wedding. Then it doesn't matter. That's the other thing. You know what? Is is I, I I never get to attend any of the of my friends' weddings or events. Like one of my friends actually yeah. had an engagement party last week, and because he kind of announced the engagement party just a couple of months ago, naturally we're booked years in advance. It's, yeah. it's um it's bad, and once I take a booking, I'm I'm not gonna cancel that booking to take another booking or to attend as a guest. And social lives, we don't have one basically. But people think we're the most social. Yeah, we're so, not. We go to Friday. If we're not doing weddings, we go to a Friday, Saturday nightclub on our own, ten, nine times out of ten. Mm. You do the gig, you have a couple of drinks. And you go yeah, but in, in a nightclub, do yeah. you get people saying one last song or, or like... No. You don't, do you? No, you don't. 
Well, you, you have security that look after the situation and yeah, they maintain you it, have, they manage you, it. Bro, you have so much security around you. No one's allowed to come near you. They Half the security nowadays, they don't even let people give a request. Like they, 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 As soon as they see your phone coming, they'll just move their hand in the way. They're like, no, get back down. So it's different. But that's nightclub. I feel like a wedding, Asian, it's all like family, you know, like, oh, yeah, one more song. Everyone knows the last song is going to be something that everyone can sing along nine times out of ten, usually. I don't I know, think, man. Yeah, I think it's just the Asian thing. I would say, like, out of... Very, very rarely does the event kind of just finish and kind of... Having said that, yeah, you're, you're right. So my last wedding was on... What day is it today? Wednesday. On Saturday was the first time ever in my whole career that a bride and groom have come up to me at like 11... I was closing at 11.30, right? 11.22, 11.23. And they were like, thank you so much. Like, blah, blah, blah. They even gave us a good review today or yesterday, whatever. And they were like... We have to get everyone out in eight minutes, so you can just stop playing. That's that's good. I was like, you know what? This is sick. <laughs> some, some venues they do tell the bride and groom, um, you'll you know fine, what, yeah. you'll be fine. And the thing is this: I think it's important that the bride and groom they do know from from the venue, like you know, what time do we need to be out of the room? And some of the guests, because what actually does happen, sometimes we're told, all right, you got to finish music at eleven thirty, and all of your, all yeah. of your stuff needs to be out by twelve, and it's unrealistic. You can't yeah, you because can't. we can't pack down a whole setup in thirty minutes. And get out and it's not even packed down people forget it and again like i said a million times in this pod we're gonna do podcasts on setups and pack downs and equipment but to get things like not only packed down but then into the cases and the right cases and the wires in the right places that takes an hour minimum Literally. if you've got a decent decent size setup that takes an hour then you got to get it from wherever it is to the van and then into the van strapped in that takes another half an hour or so. It's, it's a literally a two, two and a half hour job sometimes to, to get going on the road again. And then you've got to go to the warehouse, unload everything. That's another whatever it is, however far the venue is. And then you've got to go home and then you might have a ceremony in the morning. It's madness. It's a madness. But I think this is a, a nice finish towards this yes. podcast and um, hopefully people will never ask me for one last song again. I don't mind you ask me. <laughs> Please ask him only when you see him. Don't ask me. Yeah. No, I, like, I, I appreciate it. It is what it is. I think, um, but like I said, I think it's important to kind of highlight that because sometimes we know that one last song finishing, for example, at 12 o'clock means we're still not going to get home till three or four in the morning. By the time yeah. we're out of there, got back to the oh, unit, got back, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. we're not going to get back. And I think sometimes people don't see that. I don't know about you. I, I still prep crates on Serato. Yeah. Um, so with put, their playlist yeah everything from, yeah. from from the first song I played to the last three songs that they've chosen Not I'm not saying I plan my set as such I sort of freestyle my sets but um, if there's background music that I need to put I'll, I'll ask the bride and groom beforehand these are the options which one mm. would you like and then I put it in the right fold and all that stuff that takes time but I think um, that's, that's a beautiful episode one yeah so that concludes the podcast episode one at this stage I don't know. Are we liking, sharing? I don't know, man. Do whatever you can. Let people know. Pass the pod, as they say. Um, <laughs> as he said. <laughs> we'll see you uh, well, in about 20 minutes. <laughs> Where are we next week? <laughs> Peace. Thank you.